Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hello, listeners. It's Kevin David Thomas and, and Robert W. Schneider. Well, hello, Robert W. Schneider. Hello, Kevin David Thomas. How you doing, my friend? Good. Welcome to Throwback Thursdays, everybody. Welcome to Throwback Thursday. I have to tell you, you know who I think we should get for a guest on the show? Who? Uh, I think Freddie Martinez from... Oh, my gosh. Uh, Your Freddie Martinez got so much... I, 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 Freddie got a lot. This this is more interest Freddie has had in his entire career. You know what? Was over these last couple of days. Bless. Bless. Bless Freddie Martinez. (laughs) Um, Somebody said that he should be. Okay. Uh, the interview with uh, him and Imogene Coca. Oh, that'd be should, a great one. Should show up somewhere. Yeah. Um, I will tell our listeners we are trying that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Freddie recorded everything on reel to reel. Yeah. He's so hard it's a to little get a hard of. for us to to loop yeah. everything. Yeah. Um. So that's that's okay. He's living on Forty uh, Third Street <laughs> at Ninth Avenue. Um. He's very close. I believe I saw him yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's mm. doing good. Oh, he, good. He lives really close to the West Side Diner. Oh. <laughs> He hangs out at the Equity Lounge a lot too. Oh, he? he's always at the Equity yeah. Lounge. Yeah. Always at the Equity Lounge. He's he's really really hoping to get into the Muni this season. <laughs> and I heard that Jen oh. is going to interview him for her new book series, The Untold Stories of Off 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 Broadway. <laughs> uh, I know he's emailed her many times. He just got an email, yeah. which is great. Oh, that's he's good. an Earthlink, right? So he's very excited. They're going to say Prodigy. Okay, good. Phew. <laughs> He actually just put his typewriter next to his television, <laughs> and he's convinced it's a it's a it's a thing. Oh, but yeah, Freddie got Freddy. a lot of play, lots of play. I'm thinking that maybe Freddie's going to have a one man cabaret. Oh, act. oh, good. But you'll probably preview it on here. Oh, I would hope yeah. so. I would hope so. So yeah. So thank. I must thank all of our listeners for being patient on our. our... And thank you, Rob. Thank you for giving us. <laughs> thank that. you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. When I did the voice, Kevin gives me the same look my husband gives me. Because sometimes I'll do that for my husband, and my, my he just looks at me like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, but the amazing thing is it doesn't deter you. Like, you, you keep going. It almost Persistence it is encu- key, my friend. <laughs> it encourages you. It's amazing. Persist- the more you don't <laughs> laugh, the harder I push. Much like Elaine Stritch in her Golden Girls audition. Uh, oh! <laughs> the less you laugh, the more Ooh. I push. Ooh, that's yeah. good. And that's also the sequel to Freddie's other autobiography. <laughs> the more you laugh, the more I push. Oh, Freddie, my um, love. Fred. Oh, my. That's a good title for yeah. it. So anyway, I just wanted to thank our <laughs> listeners for showing Freddie so much love. I'm oh, sure he'll man. be back at some point. Oh. Um, and check him out. He's in the Pepper Pot Playhouse production of True, the Truman Capote oh, story. Good. Which is going to be very, very exciting. That's really um, great. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Agnes of God, but no, it's it's just true. He's, why would he do Agnes of God? I don't know. I thought maybe he's got put it doing drag or something. That's belittling Freddie's contributions to society. No, what's wrong with you? Sorry. <laughs> oh. like, how, how dare <laughs> you? <laughs> how oh, you, God. Do you think Freddie's a joke? How dare you drag Agnes of God into this? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> how dare what, you, you think bring... we talk about that every podcast? <laughs> how dare you bring my religion into that? <laughs> religion <laughs> oh my oh god dear. sorry 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 but yes thank you all for oh the freddie god. martinez love he loves you too 
It reminds me of like the, that cabaret group. Um, uh, I ten years ago they were big. Kiki and Herb. Like it reminds oh me of like God. a weird sort yes. of avant-garde cabaret character, Freddie. Oh, like I would Martinev. love to. I picture him kind of looking a little bit like Mister Furley from Three's Company. So he's wearing like. <laughs> A powder blue jumpsuit with yeah. a kerchief. He's got like a gray curly wig, really big Charles Nelson Riley glasses. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm picturing him in my mind. You've already done a dream board of this, haven't you? You've There's already... a storyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I drew everything on matchbook covers from Charlie O's. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. And if you come up to Saudi's on Wednesdays, they give me the actor's equity menu. <laughs> Which is just some bread and water. <laughs> I bet you he loves singing 50%. I bet you that's a really good oh, song. Oh, from Ballroom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was actually up for that role. <laughs> My agent couldn't negotiate properly, so I sang 18%. <laughs> couldn't even get to 50. <laughs> oh, I Freddy. stood by for Dorothy Loudon. No, no, no. Sorry. I stood next to Dorothy Loudon. At a PNC bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, I'm God. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you were determined, too. I am good. determined. That was good. Determination is the key of life. <laughs> That's what Mitzi Gaynor told me when we were on a flight on TWA. Now, the funny thing is Rob totally has the his microphone cord draped over his shoulder <laughs> like it's a boa. <laughs> it is. You're totally, your legs are crossed now. You're like... You know who told me how to work with a microphone cord? I'll tell you right now. Don't, please. It was the great, great Ezio Pinza, <laughs> best known for his performances in South Pacific. Ezio, I said, how do you hold a microphone cord? He said, get away from me, you little shit. Oh, he was such a kidder. <laughs> such a kidder. <laughs> what am I... And, his comedy knew no bounds. One time we took a photo together, and he literally put his hand in front of the camera so the photo would not reveal that I was standing next to him. I said, Enzio, you jokester, you prankster. <laughs> then he had a menage a trois with me and Georgia Brown from uh, Oliver. I going to say Leroy Reeves. <laughs> no, Leroy was busy. He was doing applause with Betty Bacall. <laughs> I did applause with the woman who played Betty Boop, Mae Quastrel. Oh, really? And she sang the whole score like Betty Boop. Oh. It was adorable. <laughs> Welcome to the theater. Oh, is that your Betty Boop? That was her Betty Boop. <laughs> and then not a lot of people know this, but me, Mae Quastrel, who played Betty Boop, and Herschel Bernardi from Fiddler on the Roof and Zorba, we did Agnes of God. <laughs> I knew it'd come back. In rep with murder at the Howard Johnsons. <laughs> Which, on our second day of tour, turned out not to be so much a play as it was reality. As a prostitute was killed next door of my room. <laughs> I hid under my bed with my jewels and my copy of The Artist's Way. <laughs> And luckily, the copy of the book deflected the bullet that was aimed for me. Oh, thank God. It's all in my book. It's all in my book. Oh, yeah? What's that called again? I have two. Okay. The first one is called, Why Me? (laughs) The second, the sequel is called, Why Not? (laughs) 
<laughs> Both have a forward by Hal Prince and Louis Stadlin. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, guys. At this point, people I'll were try like, "Try to keep it to once a month, guys." I promise, I'll try. I'll try. But when it gets started, you just hard to stop them. It's just like, oh yes, yes. Let's let's rehash the feedback I got from Grover Dale. Thank you so much, <laughs> Grover Dale. <laughs> we try to stop him, but he's hard to stop. <laughs> I don't need this. I was John Mahoney's stand-in on Frasier for two episodes. <laughs> stand-in. <laughs> I don't oh, need this crap. Thank you. Oh, my God. So, anyway. Hey, oh, hi, what's Rob. Your, <laughs> what's your, you're literally my husband right now. Same look. Like, is it done? Is it done? <laughs> I get that look twice from him. One in the living room, one in the bedroom. <laughs> is it done? Can I please go back to watching oh, House Hunters? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, house hunters, or as I like to call it, what box is behind the Home Depot dumpster? <laughs> what? But I, I live in a box. Oh, I see, I see. It's lovely, though. It's a Frigidaire. Mm, so big. Oh, it's wonderful. Mm. I have a skylight. Kicked my way one night and <laughs> opened it up. It's lovely during the summer. Winter's a little rough. So I go to my home in Florida. Oh, that's nice. It's very lovely. It's a uh, dish tag repair box and oh, I, I sleep in that that's classy. in the summers in fort lauderdale <laughs> i have nothing else to say are you sure i think so <laughs> i'm still waiting for my call from the maltz jupiter dinner theater oh to let me know if i'm going to be in their production of look to the lilies <laughs> i'll be playing lily <laughs> i don't know who the other lily is Rumor has it, I don't like to name drop. Do you know Kevin Klein? <laughs> well, so does Jamie Farr. He'll be playing opposite me as one of the Lilies. Oh, nice. I've said too much. I'll send you a postcard. Okay. Or I can send one to you and Cass Morgan. Killed two birds with one stone. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, that's a throwback yeah. to one of our last throwbacks. It, yes, it was. And we are at 10 minutes and 40 seconds, according <laughs> to... <laughs> So if anyone's still listening, uh, we <laughs> we uh, this is where we we do a little throwback to something that you may know, or an impersonation, or just anything that's on your mind, and just talk. Um, so David Spade and I <laughs> will be appearing in Neil Simon's Rumors at the Coconut Grove Playhouse. The Coconut Grove. The Coconut Grove Playhouse. Oh gosh. Where Sergio Franchi will be before us. He's playing the dad in Fun Home. You know, speaking of Sergio Franchi, I was really excited, though, when we talked to, was it Barbara Walsh? And I was like, please, do you have a Sergio Franchi story? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. I really was like, this is the person we've been waiting for. Tell us everything about Sergio. She's like, eh, he's kind of a womanizer. Yeah, she got. (laughs) Uh, That was it. That was it. But I must say, she was impressed with my impression. She did. And she I was, was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Barbara Walsh, the great impressionist, is complimenting this is me true. on an this impression. This is true. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah. And I thought mine was so stereotypical. <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Well, come on. He was she like, wasn't like, oh, that's kind of broad. I mean, or, it, like, no. That's him. That's him. She's like, why you play him so subtly? 
<laughs> Why do you underplay him? Oh, God. So, hey. Hey. Sorry. Sorry. We're now no, 12 minutes please. and 12 seconds. It's all good. Um, I love it, actually. You, I love it, too. I can't wait for your cabaret. <laughs> hey, you know what? I love that I that we both saw. We haven't talked about it yet. What's up? We saw Natasha Pierre in the Great Comedy of We did Comet see Natasha Pierre, yes. What did you think? We didn't oh have a chance to talk gosh, about it. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. Me, too. I thought they made that trend. I know I did not see it off-Broadway. I did Same not here. see it in Ars Nova. But I can only imagine what that smaller, scaled-down version was like. However, now we had really good seats, and that helped. But I was so impressed by how immersive immersive the whole thing was and everywhere all the around balconies oh, the God. mezzanine oh my god the way they added those staircases uh you know stage right and stage left uh that led right to the stage to the balcony uh, i thought it was just stunningly this- it was so con- i have to give rachel chapkin uh credit as for directing this uh, piece because yes there was so much going on around you but you always knew where the story was you always knew where to look even though people are playing the accordion over here they're like there are people literally in the audience singing in your face over here you know and it was very uh immersive it her, just felt like it was it's in amazing your lap. her staging is amazing Choreo- is the choreographer sam pinkleton for sure i think so oh god i hope i'm right on that i think i'm right on that yeah um and uh, uh 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 Dave Malloy yeah this is genius this yeah. was one of the most Im- wonderful imaginative theatrical experience I've ever had in my life uh, agreed I, I thought the opening number inventive. is geni- yeah. genius did you know the music beforehand no great great it has a very like very um, I, I keep saying Kurt Weil kind of feel to it a I would agree bit with to that. me um where it, it's deceptively simple some of the chords and all the music but it is very complex in that simplicity if that makes sense at all and there's one song i have been listening to like on loop what song charming because <laughs> i'm waiting i'm waiting that i know i'm gonna see some drag queen do it at some point <laughs> charming. right oh my god wouldn't yeah. that be great i love that lady too oh i forget her name my god she was amazing she was so amazing the whole cast is amazing lucas Steele, i thought was wonderful uh danae benton was um, amazing it was is that her yeah. name danae benton yeah. did i say it correctly yeah. and josh groban here's the, i don't want to give anything away but just so you're all aware josh groban enters in the opening number and then doesn't do anything for a good like yeah. fifty minutes or so. He just sort of chills. But he stays on stage. He's but he there. Stays on he's stage playing the accordion. The... He learned how to play the accordion for God, the gig. I love him. No, I thought it was really, him, really great. Taron Killiam. There's so many people that are coming to Broadway this season that I'm like, yes. Yeah. From it's other really mediums. Exciting. And I think you're so great. Yeah. What is your favorite thing? I thought you'd never ask. Um it it is I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. It is and I think it's gonna be your favorite thing as well. I think actually you may have more to say about this than than me. Just because I know you're you're well, this is a person. I think it's nice when we celebrate people that uh we tend to talk about a favorite thing as someone who is not with us anymore, but we want to bring more recognition to their work. That yes. maybe, maybe as time goes on, we worry that yep. a younger generation may forget or may, yes, yes, may yes. you know, may forget. So this is a director. Oh, a director, a director, which is why I thought of you. Talking um, my talk, and, yeah. And uh, we lost this director entirely too young. Um, he he directed uh, some big pieces, uh, dance musicals. He's a British director. I think you know exactly who it is. Um, uh, he did Me and My Girl. Oh, God, yes. Crazy for you. Yes. He did a Follies in London. He did Big. Uh, he did King David. That was one of his last things in 97. He did Christmas Carol on you know Madison. This day, uh, Mike Ockrent. Mike Ockrent. The yeah, great who, who Mike Ockrent. We lost. Oh, my gosh. He was must have been only. Oh, gosh. He was way too young. He died at 53 uh, um, and from um, a leukemia, which is 
very uh, resonates with me because my father survived leukemia mm. two years ago, and it, he died very suddenly. Um, and he was married to Susan Stroman, um, and they had a great partnership, I think, uh, on stage and off. Um, and I, I, I thought he did more. It's funny because when I looked up his credits, because I've always wanted to talk about him and celebrate him, but I, I, I can't believe how you know. Imagine all the things he could have done, yeah. uh, if he had lived, you know, the two or three, four more decades longer. Um, and yet he was tragically was taken away from us. Um, but he, he really. Um, you know, me and my girl in 1986, if you really, you know, picture it, 1986, nobody thought that an old traditional 1920s-esque musical in London would be a hit. And he turned it into this amazing, it was, a, I mean, I did not, was not in New York at that time, but I understand that it was a major hit. I, we interviewed Georgia Surfing, who was the star of it. I, it was one of the first Broadway musicals my parents ever took me to. <gasps> Are you serious? I'm being dead serious. Oh, my goodness. At the Marquee Theater. Wow. Yeah. We saw, um, it wasn't Robert Lindsay. Okay. Who who started it. It was Jim Dale who had nice. taken over Jim for Dale. him. Jim Dale. I mean, come on. I remember being four. I think it was four years old when I saw it. It was, I still remember the physical comedy in it. And I still remember some of the really cool things that, you know, and you're four, so you don't you don't know who, who did what. But as I got older, you started to appreciate what Mike Ockren brought to the table on that. Totally. Uh, you, you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry I, I interrupted no, you. No, not but... at all. No, and I didn't know, like, Stephen Fry, who is very well known today. In, 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 From in, Fry in, and Laurie. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, uh, Hugh Laurie. Uh, he, he, he developed the book. I didn't even know that he did that. And do you, know who, my girl. do you know who played the ingenue in uh, London originally? No. It was Emma Thompson. Are you serious? Emma Thompson did it in London, and wow. then when they moved it over here, they brought in Marianne Plunkett. Yeah. Uh, if you if it's on, I don't know if it's on YouTube. Go go to Lincoln Center Library if you can and watch it because it was really funny. Wasn't the same year as as Lame Is? No. Oh yeah, that was the same 80s, Tony Awards. Eighty seven was a weird year because you had it was Lame Is. Yeah. Me and my girl. Rags. Starlight <laughs> Express. Yeah. And then like the one American, the one kind of American musical that was nominated was Rags. Yeah. The other, it was a weak season that yeah. year for for America because you also had Smile, Into the Light. Do you remember Into the Light? No. Wait, you don't know about Into the Light? It's Into the Light. The Dean Jones musical about the Shroud of Turin? Oh, yeah. We've talked you to know people what I'm about talking that. About? Peter Felicia, I feel like, talked to us about that. Yeah. Which yes. is where there's a the Shroud of Turin musical. I yeah. love it. And oh, Dean wow. Jones was like really religious. And wanted to do something that would help promote Christianity. And this oh, was the wow. musical they came up with. Wow. There were tap dancing like priests and cardinals in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, yeah. I, that's Into amazing. the Light. Raggedy Ann, I think, was in 87, too. Wow. Just like. Weird. But me and my girl. Me, uh, you know. Sorry. And Mike no, Ockren. Mike Ockren. Uh, Mike Ockren. Truly special. And then, you know, what he. And then he. Developed things, I think, before he passed away. That that uh, Stroman then went on to the producers you know, was one exactly. of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he was definitely a force in the theater um, that we lost just all too soon. And I'm just thankful for the impact that he had that we are still seeing today. I think that he brought a realism. He brought um, to to musical comedy that um, that was very much needed, especially in the 80s, especially in a time when we were going a more let's, Euro direction. And let's know? go back to the word you just said, which is so brilliant, which is comedy. Yeah. We had not seen, at, up until me and my girl, I'm trying to think, we had not seen, and listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, a successful, plain, musical comedy out for fun. Because the last big musical comedy that was successful up until that point was Lacage, but Lacage. Oh, I was going to say Forty Second Street. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but Lacage to me is a is a message musical. I agree. 
So it's not even not, some, to, not even like a, a you know tap your toes kind. Of, I think that's a it's it's a dark darker but like a smarter. Musical and Forty Second Street didn't really use physical comedy. That's true. The comedy in Forty Second Street came from the verbalizations. Yeah, you're right. And the dialogue. Yeah. My me and my girl. It was verbally funny. Obviously, thank you to Stephen Fry. And oh my God, the guy who did it originally, uh, the Robert original Lindsay? book writer. No, oh my oh. God, that performance. Oh my God. Oh my God, that performance. Yeah. Jesus God, what a performance. <laughs> listen to yeah, go listen to the soundtrack too. I mean, the soundtrack. Listen to me, Kevin David Thomas. The 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 cast recording. Um, it's it's really it's it's a beautiful show and it's fun fun music too. Oh, love me and my girl. <laughs> but I love sorry, but that's going on to your main point, which is Mike Ockren yeah. and the genius comedy director who yeah. left us way too soon. Watch Crazy for You. Oh. Look at the brilliance in Crazy for You. He made you feel good as an audience. Mm-hmm. I yeah, please forgive me. I don't think he did any dramas. I can't think of any like. I don't think in America. I th- serious, yeah. Over yeah, here, I'm sure that he did. Do, you know, back in his training, he trained at Scotland, and uh, but I, but yeah, I'm glad he brought that training to you know musical theater. I think oh. I think it definitely left an impact in future, you know, directors. I'm trying to think of the co- directors who do comedy and they do it. So Jerry Zaks, Jerry Zaks, Mike Ockrent. Who else? Like known for the, like like the, they're the comedy guys, Jack O'Brien, yeah. This comedy, yeah, but also, yeah. So maybe those are the three. Huh. Joe Mantello is funny, but he does mostly serious stuff. Yeah. Who else? Is Kathleen Marshall does a lot of choreography. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But right? the uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So that's. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What oh, yeah. a great way. The career. There's a wonderful book. God, and I God, I'm so horrible. I mentioned these books and I can't remember the title. I want to say it's called like The Showmakers. Hmm. And it interviews 12 directors that it's written by a guy named Lawrence Thelen. Thelen? Lawrence Thelen. Um, and it interviews 12 directors about their career and their craft and how they approach a process. Oh, that's neat. And Mike Ockrent was one of the interviews in there. Oh, I would love to go and check that yeah. out. Yeah, so that's I think that's a good one for people yeah. to get more of a sense of who he is. And I'm ho- I'm assuming that his work still lives on in Susan Stroman. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh, that's so for sweet. Sure. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. What a yeah. great way to honor somebody. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have today? Oh, my God. What a great question. Uh, mine is a book. Yeah. A book that I just finished called when broadway went to hollywood and it's by e- our friend ethan morden Ethan morden i love Ooh. his books uh, so we've mentioned this before i yeah, think it's he's been, been our favorite thing he's been before. our favorite thing so ethan morden as you know is one of the if not the greatest writer when it comes to chronicling musical theater that's right he did the decade series right where there's a book on each decade so he just wrote a book that i devoured which is all about uh when broadway composers went to Hollywood to write music for the movies, whether it's an original piece like a, you know, a Seven Brides for Seven mm-hmm. Brothers or a Wizard of Oz or that, or adapting one of their pieces, such as a Guys and Dolls or, you know, a Kiss Me Kate. Right. And how all paint of that... Paint Your Wagon. Paint Your... Oh, he does... 
Does he's he talk not, about that? He does. Not a fan of the good old Paint Your Wagon. Oh, I love Paint Your Wagon, the score, but that movie. Bless your beautiful. You no, guys, Clint parts. Eastwood sings in this movie, Paint Your Wagon. Like it's. Oh yeah, that's. It's, but that's what the that's what the book covers, and what's really cool is he spends a lot of time on the pre-golden age of musical theater movies. Oh. So a lot of stuff on how the studio system worked. Yeah. Um, why composers and lyricists did what they did. Why studio heads said what they said, why they wanted certain things included, certain things not included. And it's such a great chronicle of the American movie musical. Because mm-hmm. I think people forget that before YouTube <laughs> uh, and before cast albums even, that a, way, a lot of ways that these movies, these Broadway musicals got to the people was in the movie version. That's right. More people probably have seen the movie of Sound of Music than they have the actual Stage version. Oh, definitely. Right? Oh, I think so. That's why people are, when they did that stage version, they filmed it live, people were so confused that these, like, what is the Lonely Goat Herd doing and where favorite thing, uh, my favorite things is? And you yeah, know, what, and is what, this, why, what is this no way to stop it? Like, yeah, what is, what's, and who is Max and Elsa? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, We forget that. Completely different. And I think the movie is superior to the mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, so that's what the book is really covering. Uh, it's fantastic. I thought I knew a lot about this stuff. I did not know half as much as I thought I did. And what I like about uh, Ethan Morton is that he really does his research, and you really get to say he does. Some people, some people's critique is that he injects his opinion a lot, but I like I like his opinion, so I happen to enjoy his kind of snarkiness sometimes. His '60s book I love because oh. it literally goes. I forget what what the full quote is, but he just goes, "Zorba is a life sucking piece of shit," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, oh." Well, right. that's an opinion. Okay, so that's an opinion. I guess that wasn't your favorite. Guess, guess, guess you're not a fan of the <laughs> Zorba. Uh, There's a hill at the door waiting for you. Waiting Ba-ba-ba-ba. for you. Waiting for you. I actually love that score. I, I listened to it. I, I got to know it recently, and I think it's beautiful. When I work out, which is you know once every three years, yeah, I usually listen to Zorba because the music. Really gets you going. Yeah, really gets you going. But anyway, so the book is called When Broadway Went to Hollywood. Jerome Kern, Dorothy Fields, um, uh, uh, Harold Arlen. Frank uh, Lesser's got to be in there. Frank I feel like Lesser. He did a lot of movie Oh, music. and a lot about, you know, why Guys and Dolls was cast the way it was. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, um, and what Frank Sinatra was willing to do and not willing to do. Huh. They talk about the weird filters that they put on the South Pacific movie. Do you remember, remember the South Pacific oh, movie? Yeah. Oh, well, I remember watch, I remember the first time I saw it in college and I saw Mitzi Gaynor and I was like in love. I was like, oh, oh well, this she was, woman yeah. is so sexy. Gorgeous. And I loved, yeah, and they were very bright color. That was Joshua Logan, right? Yeah, uh, Joshua Logan directed. Oh boy, God, I feel bad. I don't think did he do the movie too. I don't know. I feel like I should. But this know new that. process that the people had right, put in. Yeah. Oh, and then this idea of the road show in the '60s, which was that they would take these movies around and they would be like big events and big experiences that everybody could get into. But he and he talks about. Oh, he talks about you know Mame, Lucille Ball, one oh. of my favorites. But don't. You know what he doesn't mention in there, which I was kind of surprised by? Right. He didn't mention any of the Alan Menken, Howard Ashman Disney movies huh? for some reason. I wonder if he didn't want to do cartoons or something. Yeah, I don't know. Because like a... that wasn't mentioned. And there's some. There's a lot of like more recent stuff he doesn't really talk about. Like He doesn't spend a lot of time on uh, like the Rocky Horror Show uh-huh. or things like all that jazz. But uh, he does spend a lot of time on Chicago and Dreamgirls. And he makes some oh, really great wow. cases. And Dick Tracy. Sutton just watched that the other day. Isn't and that brilliant? Like, I haven't seen it in forever. I, I, I And I was like, Sutton, you know who wrote those songs? 
Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim wrote the songs. That to Tracy. movie got bad reviews when it came out, and I think it's a fantastic film. With like a whole bunch of musical theater Sooner people in it, which is so cool. Gonna be, it's so good. Yeah, lots of Mandy Patinkin's Mandy in there. Mandy Patinkin. Uh, Madonna, obviously. Madonna. Dick Van Dyke shows up. Oh, my gosh. Charles Durning. It's, it's, it's an amazing I cast. I haven't seen it in like two like everywhere, Every scene, you're like, oh, there's there's somebody like who's won an Oscar And their makeup and Tony. stuff is really good, too. They're, it's wild. Do you know Look. that Al Pacino designed his own makeup and costume for the role? No way. Yeah, he's like, I, this is what I want to do, and he designed his own makeup and costume. <laughs> like, yes, Al Pacino. Good for you. Live that dream. Good for you. But there's a celebrity in every shot yeah. of that movie. My favorite is when um, there's a scene where Mumbles being played by Dustin Hoffman, who literally mumbles the whole movie. Yeah. Just goes, rrr, rrr, rrr. It's him being interrogated by Warren Beatty, and guess who the court stenographer is with one line? Kathy Bates. Are you serious? Just sitting there like... Taking notes. Love it. Nodding her head with one line. Love it. And you're like, yes! That's cool. Yes, Dick Tracy. That's really cool. Um, so anyway, that's 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 mine this week. Wow, that's Broadway, a really cool book. When Broadway uh, went to Hollywood, Ethan Morton. It's available on Kindle, and it's available on Amazon. I read mine on Kindle, because I can take it everywhere with me. So when Broadway went to Hollywood with Ethan Morton. Excellent. Excellent he, choice. He actually makes the case that Into the Woods, the movie, is more uh, effective than it is as a stage play. Huh, that's interesting. And that's and that's the other thing which I think we had talked about before that we really like about his work, which is it incites a debate. I I love a di- yes, a discussion, a, a yes, a, I agree and I like I like his insight on things and it makes you think and it makes you say, "Oh yeah, I've thought that way too." Or it makes you appreciate your own points of view. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah, so he's great. So mine this week is Excellent. When Broadway Went to Hollywood by Ethan Morden. Yes, and mine's a, a special deep respect for Mike Ockrent and the work he did before he passed away all too soon. Mike never cast me. I auditioned for his Forestburg Playhouse production. Yes. Of what? Oh, I'm so sorry. Of which musical? Of the Most Happy Fellow. Oh, wow. I was going up for the role of Herbie Green, oh. who collects a postcard. That's nice. And the mailman says, Herbie Green, who's Pearl? And I had a wonderful backstory about who Pearl was. And Mike said, I'm not interested. So I did a one-man production of The Most Happy Fella called The Most Compromised Fella. <laughs> the Frank Lesser Estate oh, said, God. and I quote, cease and desist. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. I dream the dream of days to come, where spongership is high and money is forthcoming. That's beautiful, Kevin. I really added a voice onto that one, too. (laughs) I really was trying to go for something there. Listeners, we love creating this podcast, but it does cost money. Please don't make me sell my Angel record. Oh my gosh, the original cast recording of Angel. That like nobody has. Nobody has it. If you like what we are doing and want us to keep doing more of it, please head over to patreon.com. What? That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Pat like Rion. <laughs> I feel oh, Pat Rion. Yeah, Pat, Pat Rion. Rion. Pat Rion. Yeah, once you're there, search for Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends. And of course... 
We don't expect to give without receiving some great rewards. Such rewards include behind-the-scenes videos, shout-outs on future episodes, mm. or episodes, depending on what part of the country you're from, because <laughs> I said episodes, and early access to some of our podcasts. Hell, for the right price, Kevin and I will come to your apartment and act out all of Agnes of God. <laughs> so head over, friends, to P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com to help us out. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 